Dad. So, what am I? What did I do today? Um, I did uh, some cool 3D printing stuff. Um, so first, let's start with last night. Um, last night, my, uh, Angie showed me a cool pris- Christmas present that she was going to give Mom. Um, and so, as obviously. This will not, this uh, post and podcast and all that fun stuff won't be released until after Christmas because this is now a spoiler alert for that Christmas. <clears throat> so, uh, what is it? It is um, a cut, a framed cut silhouette of Emily. And uh, this was done at Disneyland, uh, did a little silhouette cutting place. And she's been holding on this a little bit, and she finally showed me what it was. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and an idea immediately struck me. All the silhouette is is a black and white vector drawing, basically. So why not just convert it to a black and white vector drawing? Um, take that uh, vector, put it into Fusion 360, extrude it out, and now I have like a little flat uh, or a raised image of Emily. Um, then I took the idea from one of the YouTube channels I listened to, uh, called, uh, make anything where he made a bunch of 3d printed snowflakes for his friends and family for Christmas. So I took though that idea and made my own snowflake background onto which I put the uh, Emily silhouette, and then uh, put a little border around it and put her name on it, uh, and then printed it out. I printed out four of them and only managed to break one of them um, in the uh, in trying to get it off of the raft for printing it. I printed it on a MakerBot Replicator 2 uh, that we have at work, and it's just a really old shoddy printer that I had to, I had to repair the damn thing myself where, uh, little story about the 3d printer. So I've been wanting to play with the 3d printer for a long time. I didn't know when I was going to get it. And I knew at work they had gone through this big effort to put 3d printers all over the place. And so to give people access to it. And I remember seeing when I first started work a year ago that it was living on like the third floor I'm like, oh, cool, let me go check in on it. And I checked in on it recently when I finally built up the courage to go use it. Um, And it was gone, along with most of the floor. Well, it turns out the floor moved. All the people who used to work and live there moved out. um, And they moved to, like, Culver City or somewhere. So uh, I was like, oh, darn, where did this printer go? So I went asking around, and it turns out that it may not have been their printer... But another printer was living uh, in the IT offices, like, on the floor in the IT office that no one was using. It wasn't even plugged in. So I went over, checked it out, and they warned, yeah, yeah, it's having you. Feel free to take it. And it just wasn't working. Well, why wasn't it working? Well, it turns out the previous owners, IT or whoever, were a little aggressive with the SD card slot on it and decided to, oh, rip it off. So, 
Uh, I attempted. So I took it back to my desk. I attempted to repair the SD card slot over a weekend, soldered like a new SD card slot thing on there, failed miserably, didn't work. Um, ended up calling MakerBot support, got a new car, not got a new, uh, display board. That one fa didn't work. So they, they eventually sent over a new display, another new display board and an entire, uh, motherboard, well, I forget their name for it, but their motherboard behind the scenes, the, the giant thing with all of the actual stepper motor drivers on it. Um, so sent over all brand new electronics for this, for this MakerBot, and then it works perfectly. Um, so I've been running that for about a month now. And now this is one of the first, I've been making like little things, little toys, little cases for my raspberry pies and stuff like that. But this was one of the first things I intend on like giving to people. So made these little Christmas ornaments with Emily's face on it. It's a fun little, uh, adorable family gift for people. It turned out really well. Um, what else did I make? Well, in this line of cases and electronics parts, I also made a case for, I designed and made a case for the uh, Adafruit Circuit Playground that I'm using, and its battery compartment, and a uh, four AA battery compartment that I'm using for a game that I'm going to give to my daughter Emily. Um, now, what is this game? I don't think I've, I've described this to you yet. This is a... So, first of all, Emily loves arcades. Whenever we go to Disneyland or uh, Knott's Berry Farm or anywhere, she is immediately she immediately gravitates towards the arcade machines, and it's insane. And she's like, "Oh, just run straight to those arcade machines," um, and she'll they don't even have to respond properly. She'll bang on the keys and wait for the attract mode to cycle around to a gameplay sample, and then. Uh, just kind of mash things around and play with that. So, you know, easily entertained. But I wanted to leverage that and give her an at-home arcade-like experience that she could actually learn and play and, and enjoy um, without, you know, spending quarters or dollars at a stupid arcade game that she doesn't really know how to play anyway. Um, so, what is this game? Judging by my simple lack of displays and things like that, um, this is a DDR-style uh, game. I think the, the Japanese term is Bamani, Bamoni, Bamani, something like that. Um, DDR, Guitar Hero-y uh, rhythm game, where the entire focus of it is to match colors. So, what do you have? You have um, a LED strip where your player, your, your, your main location, you are on one end of the LED strip, and coming in from the other side are a series of colors moving slowly down the strip. Um, and these are initially only going to be three primary colors, red, green, blue. Um, and the player has at their disposal three push pads. Um, those three push pads are also going to be red, blue, and green. Red, green, blue, whatever it is. And they're going to be mounted up on a wall. Um, kind of like these big slap buttons. Um, so the object is as uh, the colors move down, um, 
on the easiest difficulty level, which Emily will be playing at. Uh, timing doesn't matter at all. You just need to match the order. So if the first color closest to your player is red, you press the red button, the uh, red uh, push button, and your little guy shoots out a little red beam, boop, and the red the red color blah, blows up or something. Um, yay, get points. Um, and the whole idea is to keep pressing those in order uh, until you win. Uh, it goes level, level, gets faster, faster, and then eventually it will move so fast that you fail. Uh, standard, classic arcade game style. I'm not going to do a end-of-game kind of thing. She needs to learn the bitterness of defeat and trying her hardest like the rest of us. Um, so what do we do? Um, that's cool. Awesome. Uh, Circuit Playground is how I'm driving the damn thing. Uh, because it's easy. And also, more importantly, it has a ring of NeoPixel LEDs on it that I'm going to use for player indication. Where uh, it's going to be, represent your player's location. It'll be on one end of the LED strip. And it's also going to uh, flash colors to indicate whether you've successfully pressed the button, um, press the wrong button. So if you press, if the red one's coming down and you press blue, it's going to flash uh, like the red color and indicate something's wrong uh, that you pressed incorrectly. Or if you pressed it successfully, it's going to a little charge up, fire the, little, fire the bullet, and then indicate that yes, you have pressed the correct button. Also on the circuit playground is a simple piezo speaker which I'm going to be using to play a simple tune um, that uh, is like a little gameplay music as well as uh, indicate when you press a button and if that button was correct or not. Um, I'm toying with the idea of also having the music or sound effects correlate to the color being played, being displayed in the, the all the colors on the strip. So if the colors that are currently coming down the line are, say, red, green, blue. There's going to be a red tune, a green tune, and a blue tune. And then as more colors appear, you will have these different tunes overlaying each other to indicate audi audibly along the lines, uh, along the same lines of what is being indicated visually. Um, that's the idea anyway. I want some kind of, not just visual, but auditory cue of the colors coming down the line. Um, the name I've given this so far, I've, I've called it Color Factory. Um, cool, neat name. Why Color Factory? Well, the theme around the whole thing isn't just like player enemies coming down. No, you, it's a... Uh, kind of like an assembly line game where you have um, the output your little uh, Adafruit Circuit Playground on one end is the output of your factory that's where all the colors are going to be shipped out to the world and the desired colors are coming in from the right and it's your job to push the buttons that generate the requested color um, and so it's going to be like this kind of mechanically uh rainbow bright-esque feel to it and this actually leads the theming leads importantly to the harder difficulty levels where 
this is a color flat factory. On the easiest assembly line, you're pumping out the default colors, red, green, blue. Pretty easy, straightforward. Um, on later difficulties, we can start throwing in color combos. So we'll put down, we'll, we'll display the user is requesting yellow, and you'll need to press both, um, I believe yellow is uh, green and blue, so uh, to make yellow. And so you'll need to press both green and blue blip, at roughly the same time. And it will generate a yellow color that will ship it down the line. Um, on top of that, I can also envision other neat things uh, for difficulty levels that fit with the theme. Uh, you can't do it at any point. You need to wait for it to get close or you'll get better scores if it gets close to your output than if you do it early. So standard Guitar Hero mechanics. Not really sure if that is the best idea. Um, it definitely isn't a good idea for, you know, a two and a half year old to play, but it may be good for other purposes. Um, an idea has been floating around in my head where assuming this whole thing works, uh, it would be pretty nice to kind of package the whole thing up as a kit. Uh, currently, I have the components on this thing are very you know, breadboardy. Whoa, uh, they're very breadboard-esque because that's you know where I put it originally. Um, also, the circuit playground is not the most embeddable of electronics components. Um, it's intended to be used with alligator clips. And uh, it's not the best, you know, shippable product on that level. Um, I did make a 3D printed, I did make a 3D uh, case for it where the uh, circuit playground sits on posts that align perfectly with the various holes uh, where the normally you put alligator clips. But those holes are actually perfectly sized for three millimeter screws. So my idea is when you lay it down on the posts, um, all of those three millimeter, all of those openings, all those posts immediately become kind of terminal, uh, terminal blocks. So I'll put in simple three millimeter screws. They'll screw into the uh, posts and lock down uh, threaded wire that will, or stranded wire that will sit connect all those points and all of them will will very, uh, eventually wrap around the uh, case there's like a dual layer thing in the case where they'll fall, flow through channels out to uh, a common terminal connector on the edge um, so that's that's the general idea but then it's cool it could work great um, if I sold it as a kit maybe that would be good um, my other uh, option on such a thing is to take a stab at designing my my own circuit board. Um, Adafruit does put out the Gerber files, all the schematics and board, EagleCAD board layouts for uh, the circuit playground. So I could uh, get the bomb and EagleCAD and edit the 
board to include the minimum components I'm adding onto it. What am I adding onto it? That's a good point. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm adding onto it a logic level shifter. So the LEDs that I'm driving, they're not NeoPixels, they're not uh, dot stars. Um, I ordered a bunch of different types of NeoPixels or a bunch of different types of LEDs from Adafruit just to try them out. I've never really played with LED strips before. This is my first time seeing how they work. So I got this, what was it, LM8266 or something like that. Um, LED strip. It's 32 LEDs per meter. And with it, uh, I was just playing around. It doesn't follow the same rules, but these are also 5-volt uh, LEDs. Um, so, uh, the Adafruit Circuit Playground is a 3-volt output system. 3-volt um, triggers should work on a 5-volt device that should be fine um however for ultimate consistency regardless of interference since i need to make sure that these signals work all the time i wanted to include a logic level shifter that will push it from three volts to five volts um so i have it's a little through hole chip um that i went out to digikey and just bought like a hundred of them because they were 30 cents a piece or some such nonsense. Um, so I got those. Um, and I just, I used a Adafruit Perma Proto board with, uh, to solder it all in place and, and hook it up with, hook it up to the circuit playground. Um, the Perma Proto board is pretty cool. It's a, it's similar to like a Vero board. Um, or a, a perf board, or a, a dot board, a copper dot board, lots of different terms for it, where basically it's just a circuit, it's a printed circuit board with the vias, with, with through-hole vias in all of the spacing and places where a breadboard normally would have it. Um, so you have the power rails on the left and right of it that are all connected together. Um, just like a breadboard. And then each row on the breadboard section is connected as well with a channel in the middle. So you can put a standard uh, dip package in the middle and you'll have connections out the sides. It's, it's standard breadboard, except it is shaped. It is an actual circuit board, so you can solder to it directly. Um, this was really handy in that you can literally just translate what you have on your breadboard to your circuit board without any problems. Um, this is not a kitable solution. This isn't a professional solution. Just something that's like, hey, I need to do this and give it a try. Um, it also allows me to add on as needed. Um, the logic level shifter is very small. Um, I have uh, one, two, three, four terminal blocks on it for connections to the USB, which I'm using for the uh, uh, LED power, as well as the uh, output signal to the LED, uh, LED uh, data and clock. So all four, uh, all four 
lines to the LEDs, power, ground, data, and clock, come out of terminal blocks and into a JST connector into the LED strip. Then I have uh, the USB power ground uh, coming out of a USB power bank right now, um, and that's going into the terminal blocks as well. Um, so it, sh it, it shares power on that way. Um, and that USB terminal block has a 2.1 amp output. Um, thank you, Project Phi terminal, uh, power bank. Um, so it has more than enough power to drive my 32 LED strip, as well as the almost no power draw, uh, logic level boost chip. Um, now comes the fun part on that little circuit board. I needed a way to get the alligator clips, uh, originally, uh, originally alligator clips out of the circuit playground and onto the board so I can test it out. And so what I did is I took, uh, paper clips because paper alligator clips love to bite onto paper clips. It's real, real secure. They don't wiggle around much. It works really well. And it turns out, you know, paper clips are conductive. Um, re decently conductive enough to actually handle the 3.3 volt data and clock signal that's coming in at goodness knows what baud rating um, from the circuit playground without any real issues. So uh, I just have like a fan of those. I have three of them on the circuit board. Uh, well, I have three of them hooked up and then I put a fourth before I realized exactly what I was doing. Um, so I have uh, three that mean anything where it's one goes to the ground of the circuit playground, um, which is a key step that I completely forgot. Um, I remembered the other two um, when I first tried this out, I remembered clock and ground, or uh, clock and data, but I was confused as why why I was sending the signals, but no LEDs were lighting up properly on the device. It wasn't registering anything, lights would weirdly flicker, who knows? It was just random, it wasn't working. I thought it was the logic level problem. Nope, that part's working fine. Um, so what went wrong? What was wrong? Oh, you didn't tie the grounds together. Oops. So yeah, that 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 was a thing. Um, I had fr I again I am still a relative newbie when it comes to electronics, and it makes complete sense to me why this is true. But it never occurred to me that yes, you can drive the five volt system from three point three volts, but if they don't share the same ground level, they don't really know what 3.3 volts is or five volts is. Voltage is all kind of relative to whatever ground you have. Oops. <clears throat> so yeah, it wasn't uh, a happy camper. But once I tied them to ground, everything worked great. Um, so those are the three clips on there. Um, when I eventually take the get the new case plugged in uh, with the screw with the screw terminals uh, for the circuit playground I'll remove the uh, paper clips and put in a more permanent attachment of some kind uh, a more logical attachment point
the battery case I 3D printed for this, or I'm, it's currently sitting on the printer printing, uh, it should be ready tomorrow morning. Um, the battery case I made for it, I made two holes in the top, so it's going to be a, squ uh, a square case for the battery, and then sitting on top of that will be the circular case for the circuit playground. Um, and so there's two holes in the top uh, right outside where the circuit playground is, so that'll allow the battery power and the data cables to be routed into each other. So I think I should be able to put the little extra circuit board right inside uh, that same case. Cool. So, yeah, that's been the, the weird little side project-y uh, game things I've been working on. I'm really excited to see how Emily likes it. I mean, I, I see her, we were at Knott's Berry Farm on Sunday, and she, when we passed by the arcade, it was leaping out of the stroller, running over, and, and going, play, 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 and wanted to play all the arcade games and slap buttons and shoot dinosaurs and goodness knows what. Fun fact, the plot line, we realized the plot line of the new Jurassic Park movie, uh, Jurassic World movie, is lifted directly out of the Jurassic Park video game in arcades with a little uh, oh time crisis-y machine gun firing game uh, where you're riding in a jeep and yeah in that game it says oh there's a volcano on Isla Nublar and you need to go tranquilize the dinosaurs and save them from dying and oh guess what that's the exact same plot point as the new movie that's coming out huh how funny I have very low expectations for that movie. Anyway, um, that's been my electronics fun time. Um, I have a few other projects that I'll get into at another date. Um, but I think this is a good uh, good first uh, data dump in a lot of ways. Uh, I'll talk to you soon, and bye.